Sin number six, I just need to sell more jobs to make more money. Let me ask you an important question. How much money are you actually making on each job? If you do not know the answer off the top of your head, we've got a problem. You see, it's not just enough to sell jobs. You need to sell more jobs that are more profitable. You can have all the revenue in the world, but if you're earning mere pennies on the dollar, or worse are actually losing money in the process, by selling more jobs, you may be putting yourself into debt or out of business even faster. You might as well be flipping burgers because at least then you'll get a free lunch once in a while. Of all the sins we've discussed in this book, this is perhaps the most complex. As a business owner, you have a responsibility to understand your numbers and plug the places where you're leaking money. These could be inefficient systems in your business, unfavorable terms with your clients or your vendors, customers that are underpaying you, having high aging receivables, or just having too much overhead costs. And this is just to name a few. So what's the bottom line? If you're not taking care to consistently refine your business through the use of solid metrics and key performance indicators, you're steeped in this sin. So you've got to own your metrics. Your first task in confronting this sin is to shift financial responsibility away from your accountant onto yourself. Now, before I explain what I meant by that, please note what I did not say. I did not say fire your accountant. I did not say start doing your books and taxes yourself. As I've emphasized repeatedly throughout the course of this book, if you want to run a successful operation, you simply must have a qualified team that can assist you, and an accountant is a critical part of that picture. But if you don't have a handle on your own numbers and metrics, you will never be able to improve your business, period. Why? Because no one cares about your business the way you do, not even your accountant. Sure, he or she is indispensable for keeping your books balanced and the IRS off your back, but most accountants are neither motivated nor qualified to help you make the sweeping and dramatic changes you need to make if you ever want to move from the S quadrant to the B quadrant. What is more, contractors who rely too heavily on their accountants tend to examine their numbers sporadically, maybe once a quarter or at best once a month. That means you have at most 12 chances a year to make things better. How can you possibly expect to make dramatic changes and improvements in your business while working at a snail's pace? When you take responsibility for your own numbers, you're forced to dig deeper into them more often. I recommend that all contractors review their numbers at least once a week, though some need to do it even more often than that. Just imagine the kind of growth you will achieve when you have tweaks and improvements to your business happening 52 times a year instead of just 12. To do this, you have to establish key performance indicators, or KPIs for short, that will guide you in your weekly reviews. These are the numbers and statistics that will help you determine whether your business is moving forward or falling behind. Without them, you're sort of like building a house without a blueprint, and you'll never be able to build in a straight line. So here are three most important KPIs that you need to understand. The first is gross profit as a percentage of revenue. Gross profit is what comes into your company after the labor and material are paid off, and maybe even subcontractors, but before you run your office, pay for marketing, pay your own salary, because yes, you need to be on a monthly salary, and so on. Each time you bid a job, you need to know this number. After all, you can bid a job that seems like it's profitable, but if your gross profit does not cover your overhead, you will lose money. And this is one of the reasons why so many subcontractors or contractors run their business in debt or barely make any money. The second one is Day Sales Outstanding, or DSO. First, you must determine your average daily sales volume. 
that is how much you sell on average on a daily basis over the course of let's say a quarter or a year. Then determine how much is owed to you in past due receivables. And finally answer this question, how many days of sales do you have in past due receivables? This is the number of days that you're working for free. And if that does not motivate you to get your books in order, nothing will. So the third KPI is net weekly cash flow. For each job that you have, you should be able to estimate in advance when cash will come in and when cash will go out. Here's how to do it. On a spreadsheet, lay out the amount of revenue you will receive each week over the course of the job and the amount of payments you will have to make for material, for labor, for subcontractors over the course of the job. Then you will know whether you are cash flowing positive or negative in any given week of the job. Do this for each job booked and under production for at least eight weeks going forward and you will have an accurate understanding of your profitability from each job as well as the cash flow picture for your company two months in advance. These are three fundamental KPIs but there's a lot more that will help you gain a more accurate picture of what is really going on in your business and give you the tools you need to make dramatic lasting improvements. The most important thing you need to do in your business is to take control over your cash flow. It is not enough that numbers look good on paper, they need to work well in real life. Here are four ways you make this happen. Number one, establish shorter terms with your customers. When you're negotiating contracts with your customers, collect as much cash up front as possible and reduce payment terms. Even if you cut terms by just a few days per contract, you will be amazed at how quickly those days add up over time. Number two, get customers to pay you faster. If you're like most contractors, you have too many clients who owe you too much money at any given point in time. Do not settle for late payments and outstanding balances. Collect more money faster by implementing the following principles. Collect payments automatically. If possible, take an automatic draw from a customer's checking account or credit card each month over the term of their contract. Always automate when you can, because automation equals save time. Then, implement a systematic collections process. You need three letters or emails to enforce your contracts and encourage prompt payments. First is a friendly payment reminder that should go out when the client is one day late. Next is a formal reminder sent when the client is one week past due. Finally, send a harsh reminder, could even be from your attorney, when a client is 14 days past due. Next, thank clients when they pay on time. Positive reinforcement goes a long way. When a client sends a prompt payment, thank them. Not only does this remind them that you're on top of your situation, but it makes them feel good to be acknowledged and appreciated. And you just differentiated your company and its image from 99% of your competition, and it didn't even cost you a cent. The third thing you need to do to take control of your cash flow is to negotiate favorable terms with vendors. Now this is not about cutting your suppliers' margins, but creating win-win relationships. Make a list of your most important suppliers and pick up the phone. Ask them to lengthen their terms. The longer you've been doing business together, the more likely they will be to work with you. If necessary, have a list of backup suppliers to whom you can turn if your negotiations prove fruitless. Learn these seven magic words. Is that the best you can do? Because it will open new doors. The fourth way you can get on top of your cash flow is to set up a job costing model for your business. Do you know whether you come in on budget, over budget, or under budget on each project? If I ask you what the specific margins are on any given job, could you tell me? If not, you're losing money. 
a job costing accounting model is the most efficient way to run your business. So talk to your accountant and get it set up right away. So let's talk about a success story with Joe. I worked with a high volume landscaper, Joe, who had several clients that were 90 to 120 days behind and owed him over $800,000 in outstanding receivables. When I approached him about making a serious effort to collect his money, he was very hesitant. He said, if I push the issue too hard, they might not work with me anymore. Oh, you mean they may not hold your money for over three months? I replied, well, that would be horrible. I explained that in essence, he had become a bank to his clients, except the loans he was writing were interest free. At the same time, his own resources of credit were drying up because he had maxed out while he was waiting for those customers to settle their bills. Joe, I said, if your customers won't pay you, they're not really your customers. They are parasites. That did hit him. He knew he needed to make some changes. And over the next few weeks, he implemented a more assertive collection system and brought in $1.2 million in a six-week period. So do you think there was a party at the end of that? You better believe it. Because it changed Joe's business forever. And oh, by the way, he did not lose a single client. It just goes to show you that running your business efficiently is never ever risky. And the whole running your business by the skin of your teeth routine practically guarantees that you're going to get some pearly whites knocked out in the process.